0: Alright, we What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 34 of the Fuel Football Podcast. I'm your host Sanchez Bailey and today I do have a guest. Um, I have a gentleman. Let me give you a bit of a, an introduction to him and maybe from the information I give, you're able to maybe figure out who I'm speaking to. So I'm speaking to a gentleman who is, you know, a real staple in the English League. Uh, he's had a career for over 10 years. I would say he's, he's, uh, he's a Wolverhampton Academy alumni. You know, started off there and developed in a number of clubs, uh, where he would be be regarded as a Wigan legend. Um, And he's currently, or he's currently um, an uh, an Egypt international, and playing at Middlesbrough. Don't know if you got it so far, but I'm speaking to Sam Morsi. How you doing, my guy? Hey, brother. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, man. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's been a long time coming. Me and you speaking. We've spoken for a while and. I guess developed an internet relationship, but it's nice to really sit down and speak to you face to oh. face. Well,
1: definitely, man. I, th- I think it's been long overdue. Um, yeah. yeah. Present. I'm looking forward to catching up.
0: Do you know what? I actually had something prepped for you. I actually wanted to do something for the first time. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Um, hold on. Let me turn this off now. But yeah, I wanted to show a little bit of appreciation to you because you might not know this, but we're very close in birthdays. Your birthday from what I know is September the 10th, right? I'm the 9th. Yeah. So that might explain why we get along. <laughs> Virgo gang. So it's Ramadan time for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you were just telling me how um how uh how it's a great uh, opportunity for you to reflect and we can touch on that later but I was having a conversation with a player yesterday actually and we was um, speaking about some of the things that he's appreciated more in football or from football should I say just from the pandemic itself now you've been lucky enough to still play during this time when a lot of players haven't been but you know considering the year and a half we've just had what has maybe the pandemic made you appreciate more from football?
1: Um, like you said, I've, I've been incredibly lucky that we had that initial break, didn't we, last year in March? Um, and actually, that was while Ramadan was going on last right. year. Um, but other than that, we've been lucky enough to um, to be playing all the way through. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing, what it's made me appreciate from football is just the fans, to be honest.
0: Yeah,
1: Because it is a different game it's a, like there's been games this season where you go into the game and you're just thinking like, this isn't football, you know, yeah. you know, that the home fans, away fans, atmosphere, that, that's something I truly miss. And I can't wait for the fans to come back. And, you know, I, I was discussing it earlier, actually with um, a Wigan journalist and the year sort of Wigan have had as well. When them fans get back in the DW stadium, yeah. you know, they, they're going to celebrate and be a supporter like they've never been just because of what's happened. And I'm sure all fans alike will be the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could imagine. And so you know, this is your first full season with Middlesbrough. So congratulations on that. And have you been able to play in front of fans? Because I know there was a moment when fans returned.
1: Nah, I haven't had the opportunity uh, no. yet. Um, and that's been when I chose Middlesbrough in the summer, that was a big factor as well, just could the imagine. size of the, the fan base. So I haven't had that experience yet, but I can't, can't wait till next season, to be honest. It's been a... Probably collectively, we've had an okay season mm-hmm. um for a long time. We've been in the mix, but just at the right time, you couldn't formulate the wins. But yeah, can't wait for the fans to be back.
0: I've always been following... um kind of your season and, and you know that from our, our dialogue and stuff um, I have noticed from some of the fans online that you are real appreciated as, as a new signing at the club and hopefully you feel like that but it's been a while since you've been the new man at a new club you know so um, you're the new man now essentially so how is that you know a uh, period of you settling especially in an unsettling year um, for you know the world how have you settled at Middlesbrough?
1: Yeah, I've settled well. Um, I think there definitely is a settling in period. I probably now feel fully settled in, into the team, into the team environment. Because because again, you're going into a whole new environment. Like, for example, at Wigan, I was there for a long time. The Wigan dressing room is completely different to this dressing room Mm -hmm. in terms of characters, camaraderie, uh, energy, what people like. You know, not necessarily better not necessarily worse but just completely different yeah so that you have to integrate yourself um adapt it's the whole bend not break thing you know you don't completely change what you're about but also you have to adapt to fit into the environment um, and for that team cohesion so I feel like I've definitely settled in now um it, it's a good group and next season the manager is really saying he wants to be challenging for them for those top position so it's been a good season and a good group of guys
0: sure i like some things that you mentioned and i don't know if you intentionally use some key words but one of the things that you said was you need to integrate yourself and that's a good message because a lot of players or let me not generalize but some players sometimes feel the responsibility as the team to integrate the, the new player when sometimes that might not necessarily be the case so it is your responsibility to, to go out of your way sometimes to integrate yourself and in, become embedded in a new culture and a new way of um, working. So I like the fact that you mentioned that. Then you mentioned cohesion as well, and it's important, obviously, for a team to to merge and gel. And that's one of the benefits of you being able to integrate yourself in the team is that you're able to, to work with them. So I'm going to ask you a question that I hope doesn't put you in trouble now <laughs> because you mentioned this. Who's a player that you kind of drawn... Um, you've been kind of drawn to so far this season at Middlesbrough. Who's one of your closer players at the club? Um, I'd probably say
1: initially um, Bowles, Mark Bowler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice guy, cool guy. Um, we play a lot of the table tennis together. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, so so he's a good guy. And then obviously Mendes Lang come in January.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
1: a been friends with him for over 15
0: years
1: okay nice so so again another good guy from wolves days or was that maybe wolves when- days, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We played together in the same academy so we've always kept up so it was great to have him it was like having you know an old friend back so to
0: speak do you know i've seen some of the pictures you put on instagram between you two yeah yeah
1: makes sense yeah nice to have an old friend back um Brit sambalanga he's cool like really cool
0: guy, laid-back guy. Mm -hmm. It's a good dressing room. It's a younger dressing room. You know, you was club captain at Wigan. Am I correct in saying that, yeah? And it's a bit of a solemn topic, but I guess there's a bit of an empowering aspect in there as well. But, you know, when the club was going through administration, there was a lot of, you know, um, changes at the club where maybe a lot of players had to be sold, released, and bringing in some of the youth. I couldn't imagine that environment and i guess as a player you're never even prepared for an environment like that you're meant to play at the highest level of competition so i'm quite interested to know how what kind of responsibility did you take as a captain to try and maintain at least the spirit that was still maybe motivated and you know um able to still compete at a high level what would how did you take that responsibility so initially um
1: when we got the point deduction we was like we was in great form mm. um we was mid-table, but we probably the form team in the division. We was in great form. We just speak Stoke three nil at home, and that was it. Was an unbelievable team display. Like you have sometimes in a team environment, you have those nights where everything clicks, mm. and where you think, wow, there's a chance here." Everything clicked. It'd been, it'd been a gradual build-up. It wasn't just a one-off. It'd been a gradual build-up. It was a great performance, and then the next day was in administration. Um, mm. Obviously, my responsibility was. To try and obviously still to try and stay up with the twelve points, but to keep people positive, to keep people going, and to keep people working. And within that, I found there was a lot of leaders without that title who really put themselves forward. Who said, "No, you know, we're going to do this." Who stepped up. And to be honest, it was it was a real positive environment. Um, Obviously, there was things going on with getting paid and different things like this. And then we knew from then. With the administration, players will be gone in summer. We knew that. But it was just about us trying to complete what we'd set off to do. And we give it our best shot. But just unfortunately, we just missed out by two points in the last day of the season. Yeah. We had to be full and We drew 1-1. One, one. They could have still got promoted as well. So they was going through it as well. It was a great game of football. Um, and then within that, again, just... I, I think the biggest thing you can do is just speak with people. That That is the biggest thing... Um, I don't think it's about the rallying cries or the big things. It's just about reasoning with people, seeing where they're at, see what they're thinking. And I think around the time, it was just sort of keeping everyone focused. And to be fair, the boys were amazing because there were so many lads out of contract. There were so many lads who knew their futures would be elsewhere, but still, um, you know, still putting the bodies on the line, still fighting. I remember a tackle, um, Anthony Robinson... The left back and a Barnsley player. I don't know who he was, but he's at. <laughs> it was a full bloody tackle right. went flying in. He's absolutely decapitated the kid, but but it was just that levels of commitment. Even though um, we was in a rough place, and but but then you rely on your teammates as well. Like we, like I said, we had good pros like the likes of David Marshall, um, experienced people, and we all just kept ourselves going. You know, we really wanted to stay up for the club. We did the best we could, but that certainly created a special relationship with the fans as well.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: The fans as well, listen, it will always be their club, but I think they they knew how much the players wanted to give for them as well. So I, I guess it strengthened the club in many ways as well.
0: Yeah. Credit to you and, and the players for taking that mentality because, you know, that's a supernatural kind of uh thought, feeling and, and then behaviour, you know, when, you know, you're not being you know, paid for example, and you know that you've been stripped off from something that's out of your control, it's hard for you to have that motivation. So, credit to you as a leader, and then credit to the players for taking up leadership responsibilities. And that's a great message because I, I like to make sure that players know, especially in the team setting, that they can be leaders without being one, you know, the captain. But then also not also being the most vocal on the pitch. You don't need to be the one that's always shouting or, you know, being someone that's a typical showing like typical captain behavior. You could really lead by example or from other uh, subtle ways. So with that being um, said, what are some of the traits that you think about yourself makes you made you a a captain, essentially, and makes you a, a leader, essentially? Excuse the cliche question, though, but it's quite interesting to know. No, and no, I get
1: it. Um, I think first and foremost, just always trying to lead by example. For me, that is the biggest one because mm. I've seen players who don't lead by example, or who who say what they what they think they are. But so straight away, you know, or, or sort of bigger players at the club straight away, you look at what they do. You don't look at what they say. You don't look at people's careers. You look at what they do. So for me personally, it's about. Being in early every day—it's about how I conduct myself around the club, how I train, how I play. First and foremost, that is the biggest thing.
0: Mm.
1: You know, leading by example, right? So you can't expect anyone to do something you won't do yourself. Yeah. But first and foremost, your teammates have to know that, like you're in it with them. You're you're 100 committed. That's it. And then, and then I guess um, with leadership, I think again, it's just about trying to be there for your teammates, you know, I think mean, that that's a big one. Like you may have disagreements, you may have arguments on the pitch and all these little things, but it's genuinely about, you know, knowing that your teammates, you're there for them and that's for the players playing, for the players on the bench, just, you know, being that here, being someone to talk to and together, you know, coming to the conclusions. Because I think that's a big thing as well, like being someone who people can trust. Um, and I think once you've got that, once you've built that rapport, once you build that trust then it's a lot easier if I have to tell you something you need to do, you're gonna take it from me as opposed to if we haven't yet built that relationship or built that rapport, you may have some resistance to it you may have um, some inner, inner conflicted things but once we've built that rapport, you know we're gonna gonna do better.
0: That's really good to hear especially when you're saying, you know, just lending an air to someone who might not even be involved. Especially during a time now where I feel like a lot of people bottle up, you know, some you know, some thoughts and feelings. And it's good that you're someone that puts themselves out there and makes themselves readily readily available to support without making it seem, you know, unnatural. And I can see that just from speaking to you, that, you know, you're someone that has a warm spirit and I hope that you know, there's there's more players that are slowly getting into that and taking that responsibility to make the best impact. So
1: I, I think that's a huge topic you just touched on i like huge, huge, which goes so much further beyond football, this bottling in thing, um, this mantra of you know, especially in football
0: mm.
1: where you're scared to be vulnerable or you're scared to ever have a problem, or because you think it's a weakness for everything bottles up, bottles up, bottles up. Bottles up. And then it's escapism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What can I what can I escape with? And then that's uh, addiction, depression, all, all these things start just from bottling things up. And to be honest, coming through at Port Vale, initially as a young lad, I was sort of in that mold, you know, like you can't show no weakness, can't show no weakness. You know, you have to be this man all the time. And it, it's um, I think eventually it'll make you sick. And yeah. I think some atmospheres and some environment, it, it's sick environments. It, it's sick leaders creating sick environments. It genuinely is. Um, so I, I think I think that's a massive one more than ever. And again, you don't have to be captain to do so. It's just being that here to speak to people. And I've I've seen people like people like Nathan Burnett Wigan. He was, yeah, you know, he, he wasn't a captain, but he was a leader. And I think especially he was such a top top guy. People would confide him or whatever. And that that's a massive leader in itself you know being trustworthy being that person and that, that's huge in itself because again as you said in this day and age more and more like people are bottling things up and eventually it has to come out
0: you absolutely know? and you know for the viewers watching i think it's important to also express when things are not going great but also when things are going well, you know I think developing that habit of the positive as well gets you more comfortable as being able to speak about what you're going through to then make some of the challenging scenarios a bit more easier to communicate, you know and I think just the whole uh, habit of being more communicative is something that we, we could really push in football and not just keep saying speak out when you're going through a tough time because you know you want to speak in general and, and and the the benefits of communication um has already been displayed from what you said in terms of working with players and resolving conflicts and you know going through a tough situation like an administration process so you know that's a, that's an important message in
1: itself there so that, that as well i think that's where people like yourself are very important for players to offsource as well and invest in uh, sports psychologists because I, I think i think that's massive I think it's massive. I've I've worked with someone for a number of years, mm. um, and I think that's huge. And I think there should be something within football where if there's not a welfare officer at the club, then it should be financed from football, where everyone has that port of call, you know, because Absolutely. it may be hard for players to open up to teammates and whatever. But you just have to open up to someone. It could yeah. be anyone.
0: Yeah.
1: But as long as, as long as you've got someone, then that's when you can start making strides.
0: Hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn here, but we've we've spoken before and you've shown your interest in the mental side, you know, and that's something that you might want to explore at some point. Um, One of the things that I feel is the academy development. And unfortunately, sometimes some players don't actually have the benefit of having the grooming in the mental side from the younger ages. And I feel like if we impact the younger children that they have the they're equipped with mental skills and the tools to to be a lot more mentally tough during their elite performance. Now, in retrospect for someone like yourself who's gone through the academy ranks and are, is at the elite stage, what's one of the things that you feel like is an important tool that needs to be instilled from a younger age to prepare them for the elite level? I think it's
1: managing setbacks and managing disappointment. I think that would be the biggest one. Like, How, how do you manage it? And I think there'll be top talents, top, top talents who never do anything because they couldn't manage disappointment. Because at the first sign of disappointment, they think, right, that's it, it's gone now, whatever. And if that's all you know, then, you know, th- there's definitely a lot, a lot of sympathy for that. Yeah. Um, but as you say, th- to be honest, I mean, going, growing up how I did, there is no education about it. How do you manage this? How do you manage setbacks? How do you manage a longer-term injury? How do you manage failure? How do you manage success even? There, there is nothing like that. And I, th- I think, as you said, if players had the tools to cope as well, and these things as well, they stay with you as well, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, a- yeah. they're
1: absolutely massive, but there's just, unfortunately, there's just not enough. There's not enough out there.
0: One of the things that I've done is in created some courses on some of these subjects and I've actually released one today funny enough um one's on confidence and I've got another one in terms of you breaking into the team I call that concept submax. so that's something that's readily available um I might as well plug that since I've (laughs) released that today but honestly speaking it's so important for for education to be in place and that's why I've actually created some of these courses where yes I work with some players uh one-to-one but sometimes even the sessions that we might have you might forget some vital information, which is why the course is something you can revisit. You've got tools and resources available. But anyway, enough of myself now. Back to you. One of the things that drove me to speak to you is one one of the things you said, which I felt was quite powerful. You said towards the end of the season, you wasn't sure what it was, but you turn into an animal. It's just a beast mode towards the end of the season. You know, um, And I'm hoping that you felt a little bit like that before, you know, an unfortunate injury that you're recovering from. But why do you think that might be the case? Like, you know, that you turn it on towards the end of the season? Um, I've just always felt that
1: because I, you know, I I sacrifice, I I try and live my life well and Mm -hmm. I do all these things that, it's sort of like, come the end of the season, my body's just primed to... To, to kick on again do you know what I mean I've just, I've just always felt that and I think it it's it probably come from that that training and and of course it could be a huge placebo um, but with, which again listen if it works it works but yeah for, for a number of years I've always enjoyed the end bit um, the most I've always felt my best felt my freshest and I think that's probably again with working with the right people whether that be physical and mental and then just just making sure really just enjoying the crunch part of the season. But I, I think yeah. the big thing as well, it's come from sacrifice, it's come through patience. And the big thing as well, it's come through faith, really. Just believing, not trying to, you know, over analyse, overwork, yeah. or whatever. Just just having faith and believing and believing it will happen.
0: A challenging question to you now. Psych you know, uh, alarm bells kind of ring in some ways. Do you think, because what it sounds like is, is a bit of a switch for you, right? Could you imagine, so a two part question, could you imagine yourself executing and, you know, um, implementing that switch earlier in the season? And the second part of the question is, do you think you have the capacity to have that drive and that animalistic nature that you kind of mentioned where you're just a beast from the beginning of the season and endure, uh, to I guess around now do you think that could even happen it's a
1: good question um, I think yeah I think potentially yeah, good answer. yeah. <laughs> but but I guess mentally it's it's probably if we have a chat in July and I say to you listen for 46 games this season I'm going to smash this <laughs> yeah okay. Like, the mind, we go crazy, like, Fuck this game. so I just think it, it, it's mental more than anything where come the last 10 games, you can say, yeah, 10 games, boom, mm-hmm. you know. But no, it, it's a good question. And obviously, you have to approach a season like that, giving mm-hmm. your best every game. Um, but again, for me, it's just mindset, isn't it? It's just mindset. Like, for me, I know when I'm at my best, I'm relaxed, I'm ready. I believe that there's not over, you know, over control in every aspect. Cause when you over control every aspect, you're not fluid. You're not playing with your intuition. You're not playing what you see. You're not flowing. You're just a little bit more rigid than what you are. So for me, it's just mental and getting yourself in that. Nah, I've, I've got this or, you know, whatever happens. I'm comfortable with it. I just let letting go, really, because in football as well, it's always this overanalyzing. It' there's so much data, uh, yeah. food, rest, recover, sleep. There's a million topics, and all that's great. All that's great, but them half percents and quarter percents and one percents. Before you get onto them, fill up your cup first with mm. faith and belief in what you've got.
0: You know, yeah. that's the message. Sure, and it's crazy. I don't know if you noticed it. Again, that you you kind of gave yourself an answer in what you said. You said forty six games. Now that's too much to even look at, as you can imagine. There's so much that goes into preparations for one game. So how on earth are you gonna think of forty five more? But you mentioned ten games. Split that into blocks. You know, in terms of you, I'm gonna go crazy, and you know the same mindset that you apply. I'm gonna go hard for the ten games, and then that's achieved. You focus on obviously conditioning and then repeating that and you know I'm looking forward to to seeing you in that element that you've mentioned and seeing you develop and um, execute and it's a shame that things have transpired the way that it has happened but you've seen the positive and the, the empowering side of things and you know you're ready to go hard for next season and I'm looking forward to that and I'm hoping that fans will be there for you as well I guess last question because you know you know time's gone. I've I've uh, misquoted the time that I wanted to speak to you for, but what's one of the things that you're looking forward to achieving from now to the end of your career? Because if I then asked you what your highlight would be, I would imagine it was probably playing in the World Cup. You know, so congrats you know for having a a big milestone like that. But what do you want to achieve for the rest um, from now to the end of your career? Now. In terms of like specific goals, mm-hmm.
1: it's um, to play in the Premier League in Middlesbrough to get promoted. That's a massive one. And to play in the next World Cup with Egypt. All so right. they're the two big milestones I want to do. Um, but if you take away that, for me, it's just about just enjoying, really enjoying my football. And within that, again, because of throughout my career, I'm someone who, because I, I do love it so much and I am so dedicated, at times I've been over, 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 you know, when, when I found, like I said, I'm at my best when I take a step back, relax more and boom. So for me, if I can play as much as my football like that, in that state, yeah. then, you know, God willing, I'll get to my goals. So for me, it's just about being in that state, you know, yeah, forget about any accomplishment or milestone. If I'm in that state, then I know okay. only the thing is going to happen to me. So that is that is a battle, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. Just ensuring that the fundamentals are in place for you to, to get to where you're looking to get to. And, and Sam, I appreciate, you know, you taking time to speak, you know, um, not being reluctant to speak to me during injury as well and you recovering. I wish you the speediest recoveries and you know I don't know if you noticed but what you said today I'm sure a lot of the the viewers and listeners will take a lot of gems from what you said and um, I'm hoping that by following you and following your career and the things that you mentioned as well they're able to add value into theirs as well so um, listen just know that your journey alone is something that uh, is going to add value to others and inspire others with that being said actually you know, especially being at the stage and the level that you're at, are there certain things that you feel like you could even pass on to some of the people that are in the same position as you, competing and fasting and and, and on their, uh you know, their religious journeys? What would you maybe say from someone who's maybe at a level that people aspire to be that they should maybe take on board during this course of time? Um, I, I, I just think enjoy it, you know, enjoy it.
1: Um, that's, that's the biggest thing, embrace it embrace the challenges enjoy it, um, work on yourself, work on your mental skills um, obviously it's an, it's an amazing month but it, it can be challenging at the same time as well, so I think w- probably one of the biggest things is your nutrition and making sure you've got a, a sound plan so you can be hydrated before games and you can be well which which you still can so just, just prepare well, just enjoy it. Don't overthink it. Don't think, oh, am I going to be tired and going? no, no, don't think that. Just go into it, enjoy it, do your best, and the rest, you can't control. Love
0: that, man. Uh, uh, Sam, Sam pre- we appreciate time your time today. today. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. weekend. God bless you. And, bless you. and, and I look, I look forward to speaking you, to you, uh, uh, you know, as, as, team as, team as team we do. Man. Cool, man. All, All right, right we'll take care, my man. All the best.